Welcome, welcome. Today we're going to talk about our core. So what is it and how is it crucial? All right. Welcome to this fitness and wellness journey podcast with me, Shalene McLaughlin. I'm an Alpha Master instructor and fitness conference presenter. Every day is a step in your journey and I'm so glad you're taking steps with me today. Get links to view this podcast on YouTube and more at getfit.shalanefit.com. All right. Well, we wanted to talk about core again today. What is our core? Uh, how do we, why is it crucial? Why is it so important? How do we work it? And then also how to do it safely. So, oops. Ignore that insomnia sign. Um, before I start, please just uh, let me know that, uh, letting you know that I am looking for YouTube subscribers so that I can change that long name to Shalane Fit. And if you can, go to my YouTube channel and subscribe. That would really help me out. Okay, so what is our core? A lot of times people think of core as just your abs. But literally, if we are thinking about it, the abs are just these two abdominal, rectus abdominis muscles in the front. So you see these two muscles right here? That is not your abs. Uh, those are your abs, but that is not your core. Your core is actually all of this. So when we, when we um, remove our head and our arms, and our legs, what's left is our trunk, and that is basically our core. So it is a lot of muscles that people do not realize. The technical term for core is the lumbopelvic hip complex. So it includes all of these muscles in red. So for the lumbar, we think of lumbar spine as this pink area right here as the L1 through L5. Um, so it's that area, that region around, not just in front, but also behind with our spine. Um, when we have the lumbar region, we think about the main muscles being the uh, transversal spinalis group, which is the erector spinae, the quadratus uh, lumborum, and the latimus dorsi. So that, those muscles are the ones that really help us keep our spine and our abs together, right? And move those muscles. So it's, it's mainly for movement and stabilization. And um, it contains two to six times the number of muscle spindles as other muscles. So what does that mean? It means that there is a large amount of proprioceptive feedback to your nervous central nervous system. So your CNS, your central nervous system, is what allows your body to move. So two to six times the number of receptors, of things that tell your body how and your brain what is going on is in those muscles in your lumbar area. So guess what? If you have a little bit of pain, it's pretty significant. It's gonna um, tell your brain right away. Um, if you are off balance or if you're crooked or, uh, or tilting, 
also it also goes to your brain so if you think about it the core when we think core it really is kind of like the nucleus it is the center of all of our movement and um and it, it's the basis of all of our movement and also kind of the main area that keeps everything together. So the erector spinae muscles are the ones that are along the back, your back right here. And those produce trunk extension. So it, it produces a, a arching of your back and serves to produce um, stabilization. So your, your other muscles can correct, correct your side movements. Those movements are for keeping your back straight up and down. So now the abdominal muscles are the next sets of muscles that we have. And there are four main ones. So the rectus abdominis is the ones that everybody thinks about. That is the six pack, right? But in addition to that, we also have internal and external obliques and the transverse abdominis. So let's talk about those a little bit because if we just worked out the rectus abdominis to get that six pack, first of all, we would have to lose all of our fat because there's a fat layer over our stomach and women happen to have more of it than men, sadly. But um, we would have to get rid of all of that fat, and that would just be through diet, also sadly. <laughs> but um, if we just worked out the rectus abdominis and did 50 gajillion crunches, what do you think we would look like? Those muscles would be strong and tight, and they would be curled up in front. So then we would look like a shrimp, basically, if we had very strong rectus abdominis. So then we also, in addition to working those muscles in the front, we have to also work the muscles in the back, the erector spinae that we just mentioned, to then pull that spine up and be in the upright position. Now, the other muscles that we have are the internal obliques, and they are ipsilateral, so they provide same side movement. And the external obliques, which go down, so they go in opposite directions, the internal obliques go up, and then the external obliques go down, right? Those um, provide the opposite side trunk rotation. So the external obliques actually are the largest of the ab muscles. So they cause the opposite type of movement. Um, so for example, if you twist to the right, you are contracting both your right internal oblique, which is the ones going uh, up, and then you are then using the left external oblique. So when you're doing this crunch, you're working your left external oblique and your right internal oblique. So it's this kind of lateral flexions or twisting are, are working different muscles, different oblique muscles. Now the transverse abdominis 
is perhaps the most important of the abdominal muscles. And it is really, really hard to work because it's a deep muscle. It's really down in your system and it's located under both obliques um, and it wraps around your spine. So it goes from the back and all the way around. So if you remember the core uh, cross-section that I showed earlier, it's all that big red muscles around the back. So it's a big muscle that wraps around and what it functions as is it functions as a weight lifting belt. So it's like an internal belt to protect your lower back and to keep it in place. It also helps keep all of our organs in place. So it's a very, very mus uh, strong muscle and it's also hard to work. <laughs> it, it is worked through rotational type movements and um, not just crunches, but full body movements. So when you're using your full arms and legs extension and your core, that's when you're getting those deep muscle workouts. Um, it, if we have a strong transverse abdominus, this really dramatically increases your intra-abdominal pressure. So that provides the most uh, greatest amount of stability that we can create. So if you have lower back pain, this is something that we really want to work on. The other thing it does is keep all of your organs and your abdominals in place. So that's really good. Now the contraction of this transverse abdominus um, initiates limb movement. And um, and, it, and it's, it's not really like a big movement, but it, it, it's the start of the movement. So the muscles actually start the movement of the twist. All right. Now, if we think of the trans, transverse abdominus as a weight belt, we can, um, can think of the other three muscles as kind of like a girdle. So the girdle, the weight belt goes around the back of your spine and it supports your lower back. And then the other three muscles, the external ones go down, the internal ones go up, and then the rectus abdominis are in the front. And those three are the ones that kind of suck your gut in together for you. All right, so that's the abdominal. Um, if we are going to next one is our hip complex. So we talked earlier here about these abdominal muscles, right? And then this is the erector spinae, the back uh, and back extender extensors. Um, the main muscles that we are thinking about primarily are our gluteus maximus. So that's our butt. And we have the gluteus minimus, or I'm sorry, minimus here, and medius, right? So it's this muscle and this muscle, these, these muscles here. So it's your big butt cheeks. Um, and the psoas major. So that is really hard to find. It's kind of deep in your hips. Um, and the psoas and the iliococcus, they can combined together, but they're actually two separate muscles. And um, they both pr produce hip flexion 
and assist in your trunk extension. So being able to curve your spine back and also curling your hips, uh, bringing your knees up to your chest. So that's what the psoas does. Now the psoas, we call them hip flexors, right? Um, and the butt usually are very, very weak when we sit all day. So, you know, we have somebody who sits a lot for COVID reasons, or if, um, if it's because, uh, you know, we're on a long trip, or if we're sitting in the car for long car rides, or on a plane, or um, if you are, you know, mobility impaired, then sitting a lot will impact those muscles by making them weak. And the opposite is then true. The back is, is now then really, really tight. So then you have a tight lower back and you have weak butt, you have tight hip flexors and weak glutes, uh, weak abs. So then your abdominals suffer because if you sit, like let's all sit and just sit relaxed. Guess what? Your tummy kind of pooches out, your shoulders kind of round, right? So it's easy for our body to slump when we sit. It's hard to sit up tall and do the whole Catholic ruler thing where we're sitting with our shoulders up and back and then engaging our abdominal muscles. So when we do sit, we have to really be careful of trying to get like both feet on the ground, being nice and level, leveling our hips, and then keeping that kind of extension uh, every so often so that we're not slumped over. Now, your butt is really, really important. And it's a muscle that we don't work a lot. It's a really, really weak muscle that can help us tremendously in our balance and in our ability to sit down on a potty and to get up off the potty or get up off chairs, right? So the number one reason that people go into assisted living is because they can't go to the bathroom by themselves, sadly, right? And, or they have falling issues. So those two things you can really improve by strengthening your butt. Um, and this is not so that we can have buns of steel, but really so that our legs are more functional and can support our body. So there's a reason our butt actually is part of our core. Now the gluteus minimus medius muscle, it provides stabilization for the sides and it causes your legs to lift up to the side and down. And it also helps your legs externally rotate. So if you don't work your gluteus minimus, guess what? You're gonna have a very hard time getting out of a car or moving your legs so that they can um, swing outwards. So a lot of times when we're in the senior fake class, we do a lot of like leg opening kind of exercises and it's exactly for that reason. It's so that we can work that gluteus medius. All right. Now, the alternative to core stability is maybe we should say lumbar movement control. So, you know, we talked about having all those spindles in the, in the muscles. So if we have control and movement control 
over this whole core area, that reflects the concept about creating stability in a more holistic, like uh, including the brain, your sensory outputs, your motor outputs, your mechanical properties of, of your joints. And then what finding out and feeling what is normal or abnormal and what may be adaptive. And then on the other hand, if you're slumping all the time, maladaptive. So what is then causing you to learn, your body to learn bad behaviors? So your body is amazing because it will compensate for something that's wrong in your body. But over time, if it keeps compensating, it, it's our new normal. So then our body then learns and thinks that that is our new normal. So we have to focus on this, getting a strong core, not just abs, but our back as well, to have better balance, to have less back pain, to perform better in your activities of daily living and sports, to have better posture, which is the basis of all movement, um, to have lower risk of injury when moving. So having a strong core is crucial. Basically, any movement that you make from walking down the street to bending down to get the laundry, all of this stuff depends on your core. So if we're making a point to have a stronger core, we'll not just feel better, be safer, we're gonna actually look better. So if we can engage our core and have good posture, that will immediately make you look like you've lost some weight. And also will convey a sense of you know, confidence and well-being. So if we sat down and schlumped like this, let's just sit schlumped for a couple of minutes. And if, if you continue to do this, how do you feel? How does that movement teach your body to feel? Versus if we sit up with our shoulders around and back, lift up our chest, engage our belly button, like there's an ice cube to our belly button, how then do you feel now? You can take a deeper breath, you're facing, instead of uh, looking inwards, you are facing out. Does that make a difference to you in terms of how you feel about yourself, not just how you look? That's a, that's a separate issue, also makes you look better, but you then feel better internally. So by combining these core exercises with fat burning, insulating regular regulating benefits of high intensity interval training, we can really make the most out of every single workout that we do. So we wanna make sure that we engage our core in every single exercise, because then now we're really working on our core. So what do I mean? For example, we're in Zumba class, because I like doing Zumba, right? And we do this like, woohoo party movement. So if you wanna do that with me, yay, we wiggle our arms, right? Yay, we wiggle our arms. Okay, great. That might move our arms a little. Now let's sit there and rethink that movement. Really lift our shoulders, keep them away from our, our ears now. Engage our abdominal muscles so that we're going to put that ice cube on our belly button. And then now swing our shoulders separately away from our hips or side to side. Do you feel the difference? Now you're feeling it in your core. Right? So if we can create more space in between our shoulders and our hips, 
we can then really focus and work on the core and those deep muscles, the deep um, transverse abdominis that we were trying to work. But if it was all crunched up and you're trying to move it like this, you're really not getting a lot of movement. So really focusing on creating that space and then really churning the hips and the shoulders separately from your abs. So we're not doing it from our waist. We are, we are trying to get them in opposite directions. All right. When we have a strong abdominals, we then create these like tent straps that kind of belt down. And then also we want to have a strong back so then we can form this nice kind of support in the middle of our tent. So we were talking about this earlier, having this tight lower back, tight erector spinae, tight uh, hip flexors, weak abdominals, weak butts. So these are all problems that we will have if we don't engage our core. Okay, so that's the big question. How do we strengthen our cores, right? Okay, I have an article that I'm gonna send out and it's gonna give us a lot of exercises. But like we were talking about earlier, everything comes down to core bracing. So what does it mean to draw in or engage our abs? So a lot of people are like, whenever we work out, they're like, turn on your core, engage your abs. And it's like, what does that mean, right? Okay, so let's practice this. Sit normal and you are relaxed. Sorry about the hairy man. This was the only one I found and I didn't wanna take pictures of myself. Um, but if you sit there relaxed, now draw in and suck in your, um, your, like if you think about sucking in your core, what happens is sometimes it's up top. People then make this little dent in um, this part of their abs right here. Do you see this, this part? So the second picture, then you're having this overactive rectus abdominis in the front, but it's only crunching these first two. So it's this kind of movement. So we crunch and it makes this crunch. Now, what happens is when we draw in all of our breath and suck in our belly button, and then when, when we suck in our belly button too much, we then have this third issue where it's not great either. It's this voluntary contraction where the bottom part is now being too far in. So if we can draw in our abdominals, we are literally tightening everything up and bringing everything in. Now, we also, while we have it engaged, we have to be able to breathe. So if you hold your breath and try to work your abs, you can create other issues like creating fat stores underneath your belly. So that's not something that anybody wants or, or pelvic floor issues. So we wanna be able to draw in our abdominals correctly when we're sitting like just normally like we're doing now, or if we're in a car or if we're reading or watching TV. Um, now that we're all on Netflix, you know, we, um, we have to make sure we're not just slumped over and being very passive. We have to every so often find some sort of trigger to help us engage our core. 
at least back in the day when we had uh, regular TV, when people were watching cable, people would actually have commercial breaks and the commercial breaks would be then your area to stand up straight, go get, go get a drink, come back and do things. And now we're, we're getting the luxury of watching this two hour show uninterrupted. And for two hours, our body is just in this schlumped, relaxed position. So let's also, uh, another way of saying that your core is uh, drawing, drawn in correctly is also if you think about the position your body is when you cough. So if you go, right, or cough, that engages your lower abdominals as well as kind of breathing in your ribs. Um, another way to do it is if you're laughing, like ha 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 ha, you are feeling it in your ribs and in your abdominals as well. So the way that uh, if you're working out like um, martial artists, so if somebody is going to be bracing for a punch, they're getting that, you know, like a hiss sound or a sharp exhale. And for martial artists, it's the kia, you know, like they, they make a big haya kind of sound. And that helps protect your abs. So that also, in addition, works your abs. So in addition to protecting, it's working. So it's, it's, it's all good. Um, let's go on to some exercises. So now previously when I was in ROTC, they would make us do these leg lifts where we would lift both legs up at one time and then we would strain our neck and then we would strain our lower back. So they actually got rid of that in the military and they're doing these uh, exercises called the dead butt. So basically what you're doing is moving your opposite arm and excuse me, opposite leg so that we can make sure we exercise safely and actually work our muscles without straining our lower back. So this will help us um, distribute the force evenly between our bodies. So if our core muscles are weak, you're, we're likely to put high levels of stress on other muscles and that will lead to injuries. So being out of commission because of lower back injury can take you weeks or months of recovery and it's just not worth stalling your progress by doing something riskier, especially as we age. So unless we are a professional athlete, uh, then there is no benefit to pushing ourselves that hard to do exercises that are contraindicated or can cause injuries. Hi, Joe, welcome. So um, let's, we're making it happen. We're going to try to do some of these fitness-like movements. And, if, and at the end, we'll have the fitness challenges like we normally do, right? So the dead bug we're gonna talk about mostly is control. So we wanna be able to connect our mind and our core muscles together. So this is really effective because when we walk and when we balance, hi Dara, um, we have to move the opposite arm with the opposite leg. And this is one of those exercises where we can train that movement to do that connection with our brain and our muscles that will help keep our body safe and balanced. 
um, we might not feel a big deep burning like we did as if we were doing those leg lifts, but that's not always better. Sometimes that burning is a strain in our lower back or, you know, overworking the rectus abdominis that we were talking about earlier. What this exercise will do is work like what we were talking about. The most important, creating that weight belt around your core is your transverse abdominis. So it works that deep muscle that in your back. Me. Yes, Joe? You got a question? Can you hear okay? Kind of short, I can't hear. You're good? All right, so let's see. Mind body, very, very, very important because we were talking about earlier about how your abdominal and lumbar um, muscles have four, two to six times the amount of spindles or receptors for, for sensors for your brain. Okay. So how are we doing it? You lie on your back, very easy. Um, you try to keep yourself elongated like we were talking about before, long, strong spines, right? And then we slowly extend our right leg out while simultaneously dropping our left arm behind us. So not only are we working those deep muscles of our, our core, we are working the lower abdominals in our rectus abdominis, which never gets worked out. And we also work on our shoulder mobility. So it's, it's good. Um, we want to make sure that there's some inches off the ground. You don't want to touch the ground um, with your arms because that's, it doesn't, that doesn't necessarily need to happen. But we do want to make sure we squeeze our butts and keep our core engaged the whole entire time. Try to keep that lower back pressed to the floor and um, have a smooth, slow motion instead of jerky and fast. So we wanna bring our arms and our feet back to the same position slowly rather than doing it quickly. All right. The next exercise is one that we mostly uh, are used to, which is the plank. So this is something that is immensely popular because it works really well. It works um, our whole body, not just our core, but it's, it's great for our glutes, which we were talking about how important that was, right? And your hamstrings. So your hamstrings are the muscles on the back of your legs right here. And it helps you support, have good posture, and it helps improve balance. And the great thing about the plank is there is a plank for everyone. So you can do it from planking up against the wall to being all the way up on both arms or, or then making switching it and then doing one arm at a time. So you can make it as easy or as hard as you would like. The key to having a good strong plank is to make sure that your shoulders and your arms and your elbows are lined up in a line. So you don't want your hands in front of you. You want your hands underneath your shoulders. You wanna make sure that your back, your shoulders aren't rounded, it's around and back. We want to make sure our back is nice and straight and it's not curved like a sloped back horse. We want to make sure also that with our backs not being curved, we want to engage the abs to not curve that back, right? We also want to make our hips feel like there's something heavy 
and tight. So you wanna tighten those butt cheeks like we have a winning lotto ticket in between your butt cheeks. And you wanna squeeze that, those butt cheeks tight and keep on to the lotto ticket because it's in the middle of a windstorm. So as a tornado coming, you gotta squeeze those butt cheeks, keep those lotto tickets um, in there. Okay, so we wanna make sure it's that sharp, something sharp uh, ice pick underneath our belly button and weights for you know tight butt cheeks with lotto tickets for our butt. Now we wanna um, make sure our hips aren't sagging. So you wanna, you wanna, you don't wanna hike your butt up to the ceiling, but we don't want our hips to sag down. We wanna be in this nice straight line. Now our neck is also very important. We don't wanna crank it up or down. We wanna make sure it's nice and straight and in a neutral position. And your gaze is where, uh, towards your hands or towards the wall, depending on, but it's straight down and it's not looking up. Now, if we can, just holding the position is tremendous, but if you want, you can also add things like pushing up from your elbows to your hands and then back down. We can do things like tapping our shoulders. We can do things like moving our legs one at a time. Um, there's lots of variations, but the core basic movement is having a nice long line from your head through your heels, whether you're up against a wall, on a chair, or on the floor, okay? All right. Next one, I really like this movement. Um, it does work your shoulders, so actually that might be hard for you, Dor, uh, if you have sort of shoulder mobility issues. But you basically put your feet on little sliders, paper plates, or a towel. And then you want something to kind of um, give you some bracing and stickiness under your arms so that your arms aren't sliding. And you slide your shoulders back and forward. So it builds core strength and stability. So it's, it's, a, it's a good one. So it's, it's doing a, the plank and adding movement to it but it's a movement that a lot of people don't tend to do. Uh, let's see. We are going to the next one. Okay. Now, wood chops are actually really good for you. However, if you're doing it while standing with your two feet on the ground and your knees locked, <coughs> that can actually be bad for your lower back. So we wanna make sure that when we're doing this, that we are going to engage our core and keep our hips immobile. So the way that I like to do it is either seated or on this one-legged option, kneeling, if you don't have knee issues. <laughs> seated actually works just as well, so you don't need to to do this. So in your chair, you're sitting nice and straight and we are doing this twisting motion, but it is very controlled and it's not through um, our waist, but with our uh, extensions of our arms. And therefore, what are we working? Those deep tissues, right? We're working the, the transverse abdominals. 
we also then work our lats, which are really hard to work, our shoulders, and a lot of other muscles. <coughs> um, so this transverse twisting plane is also one that people don't usually work out in. So we can do this with um, a weight if you have it, or you can use a bottle of water, you can use a can. You can also just do a ball or a pillow. You can do use any sort of um, object as, as long as you're gonna try to keep your body um, straight and upright. So the next one is the panther tap. Now, when you're doing those, don't forget to do the opposite side. Remember what we're talking about, internal, external obliques, right? You're gonna have to work both of them because one only works on one side and then one works the opposite side, but those are two different ones. Yes, Dor? So how many of those rotations would you do on each side before changing? Well, that's entirely up to you. You can do series of eight and then go up to 12 depending on the amount of okay. weight that you're using, you know, um, you can do six, you can do three. I mean, it doesn't really matter. It's entirely up to you. Exercising okay. is all about what you can do right now, right? So every day that changes, <laughs> well, poor, poor, that's bad. But um, it, your body can change day by day as, as you know. And sometimes, some days you can do more and some days you can do less. So I wouldn't tell you flat out, you have to do this amount of numbers. But we try to oh, do well, anywhere. Just... Yeah, so any sort of weight bearing exercise, we wanna do like six to the maximum of like 20 per set before we stop. So anywhere between six to 20 is a great number depending on what you're trying to do. If you have heavier weights and you're trying to build strength, then they would be towards the six. But if you're trying to build flexibility and ease of motion and endurance, then we're gonna talk about 20 with a lighter weight. So any of those are good. You are more than welcome. I'm glad, thank you for asking. Um, the next one that I like doing is a kind of a variation off the plank. However, it's really a, a bear crawl or a bear position. The, you, I don't know if you can see, but her knees are not on the ground and that is what makes it tremendously difficult. So the fact that she has to shift from side to side and she's keeping her knees up off the ground makes this a very challenging move and you will work your entire core. So, the bear crawl is good. You can crawl forward, you can crawl back, you can crawl up a wall, keeping your knees bent, and then crawl back down. You can crawl up and down um, a bench or a chair. Um, it's, it's dynamic, it's challenging, and it's something that we don't normally do. So it's, it's I think, fun versus having a plank. And it also really just fires up your entire middle section. So you really have to um, tighten that core and get to doing those things. You can do shoulder taps. You can do far taps. You can do side taps. You can do taps underneath. So any sort of variations. Okay. Um, let's see. 
the C curve is a great alternative to a sit-up. So the C curve, this is uh, the this is the, the hardest part of your sit-up, and we hold it in that hardest part. So for Pilates, they have a lot of these. They call this like the 100. You know, they sit there and they pat them. Um, you want to make sure that we are curving our spine slightly, that our tailbone is tucked, and that our spine is lengthened and not compressed. So we work on our abs by keeping them clenched in, in this intense part of the sit-up, right? So it is isometric, it's non-moving, and it's holding in a safe position. So this is very important because sit-ups are not that safe for us if you're doing them wrong, which most people do. So we wanna make sure that we can do a movement safely. This movement we can do where we kind of reach reach with our hands up towards uh, lifting our chest and curving, uh, lengthening our spines up towards um, the outside of our knees, holding it, and then slowly releasing and then coming back down. So we wanna sit on our tailbone with our knees bent um, and our feet flat on the floor, hold onto each leg just above the knee, then we round our spine and then we can tuck our tailbone and slowly lower our torsos back as if you were lowering for a sit-up. And then about halfway, like in the photo, you stop and you hold. That's the alternative, that's the opposite. So you can do the down and then up, or you can do the up and then down and then hold. So either here, down, and then back up, or up and then go down to the diagonal and hold. So then we wanna make sure we also engage not just our core, but our quads, which is our thigh muscles. So for an extra challenge, we let go of our hands and hold our arms out. Or we can do like uh, Pilates and pat them. The padding is, uh, can be just a distraction, but as long as it's, you're holding that form and position, you, you can do that. You know, people can scissor their arms up and out, but you know, sometimes that basic movement is just really great. Okay. As always, I always talk about the kinetic chain, and that is the basis of all movement, right, is our posture. And our core is the center part of it. It's the middle chain of the links that go above and be below. So we wanna make sure that our, our abs are engaged and our glutes are engaged all the time and our spine is neutral. So people are, I think the only mammals that have this S-curve spine. A lot of um, mammals have a C-curve spine, but they don't really have this S-curve spine. So we have this cool spine that curves from our, the back of our heads and our neck, then our shoulders, then our abs, then our hips, then our knees, right? So this curve is natural and no curve is in, um, in you know, accentuated. So if we have um, a straight line from our head through our feet, it actually passes through, through points of the curve. But however, if we are in any way, shape or form curling back where our head is now not in line with um, that line that's through the middle of our body, then we know that curve is 
is excessive. Another way to check if your curve curvature of your um, posture is too much is to go to a corner of a wall. So you go to the corner and you put both putt cheeks on either side of the um, corner. You back your heels uh, all the way up to the either side of the corner and you put your head along the back of the corner and you stand up nice and tall, engage the abs, engage your butt, right? Now you try to put your hand and slide it underneath the small of your back. And if you can slide it all the way through, then you have too much of a curve. So then you wanna make sure you test that up against the wall. Okay. I just wanna thank you. I achieved my goal to inspire you to prioritize your health and wellness. Follow shalanefit.eventbrite.com to be notified of our next live discussion. Slideshows, links, articles, and more at getfit.shalanefit.com. If you learned something new that helped you, please help me and subscribe to my channel or give me a like on this podcast. Thank you for joining me. Congratulations on taking a positive step forward on your fitness and wellness journey. Well, thank you so very much. Uh, I do want to challenge you to push yourself to follow through each day for the next week on building your core strength through an, an exercise. Um, if you come and go on the website, there is going to be uh, a, eight challenges, I believe, that you can pick one. And if you'd like to challenge yourself and give you a little fun boost to do something different, um, all the people who are with me, stay with me, and we are going to talk and go through our fitness challenges um, to build our strength. But just remember, you can exercise everywhere while you're sitting, while you're waiting for the microwave, while you are cooking, if you're standing on, in line at the bank or talking on the phone, just practice standing on one leg. Um, when you lift the leg, feel how... Um, your abdominals will tighten and where it tightens, um, count to 10, then repeat on the other leg, even if it's just lifting it up slightly and tapping. Um, we can always do things like engaging our core and check our kinetic chain as soon, whenever we start a movement or end a movement. Um, we practice our posture, really look uh, at yourself and see how, how, how you stand for the most part. Are your hips, um, are your shoulders over your hips? Are your hips over your knees? Um, are your ears over your shoulders? So all of these things we can, we can check. And that is something that we have to practice because our body has learned to be out of alignment throughout our lives. And as we age, there's longer time for our bodies to learn bad behaviors. So it's very important to be aware of our body and, and, uh, improve ourselves. Okay, so let's close this. See you next time. Thank you very much. Keep uh, Go on shalanefit.com and see when our next meeting is and when our next um, podcast will be. Thank you and have a great weekend.